I had to shake him on my last case, big O don't play. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Musky Hunks podcast. I'm one of your five hosts this evening, Ryan Reed, the uh, the mean guy of the group. So we have uh, we have several other hunks on the line with us here tonight, and we don't have a guest. So we're going to be, this is going to be a... Uh, low a, pressure tonight. We don't have pressure. anyone to make happy. Exactly. We're, we're going to have a nice little discussion. So we have, we're going to start with Mr. Tom Venata. Crispy new mic. Check, Crisp, check. Crispy. That does sound good. good. The cat He's going to do some rapping for us tonight with that crispy Ooh. new mic I heard. Me and Ryan, we're going we're gonna to do a little duet tonight, yeah. I think. Uh, my rapping days are well behind me. But uh, how's the cat doing? Uh, she's not here tonight. Different location Meow. tonight. She's off site. She's doing better. <laughs> Good. Glad to hear it. We also have on the line, Mr. Nick Fiesler. Good evening. Good evening. How's, to talk good about, evening, Nick. Talk about shows. Excited. How's Larissa doing? Larissa's good. 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 I'm glad all is well <laughs> in the uh, Fiesler household. Hey, guys. Hi, Larissa. Hi, Larissa. Hi, Larissa. You know what? I, I am constantly doing this. I need to say hi to Kayla now. <laughs> hi, Kayla. Is she back there? Hi, Kayla. Hi, Kayla. She's waving. Good enough. All right. We also have on the line <laughs> Chelsea Swink. I think so, yeah. She's waving too. Chelsea is waving. <laughs> Mr. Swink, how are you? How's the family? Doing great. Everybody's doing well here. Good. Glad to hear that. And finally, we have Mr. Owen Seaman and Big O's Bucktails. Good evening, guys. How's everyone tonight? We're, we're doing just good to fine. See you, Owen. Looking, looking toit like a tiger, sir. Good, good to be seen. You've been losing weight. I feel like I saw you the other day at the lure swap and you were looking skinny. Uh, well, I shaved the beard off and I think that okay. like has a lot to do with it. That and tons of coke. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Lord. Not, oh, not, not these days. That's for darn sure. Holy cow. Speaking uh, of the lore swap and seeing you guys real quick, I want to throw out a thank you to every all the hunks here for all their generous gifts for myself and my daughter and the family. Uh, it was great to see you guys and I, we really appreciate it. At least we could do even even the Crocs, Tom. Was, even the Crocs. That was only right. Like like how Grandpa buys them like their first BB gun. Like I had to buy her like her first Crocs. It's like that's certainly fair. I Absolutely, was... you have to you have to do stuff like that, man. And and I mean, it's especially with the first child. It's such a special occasion. You know, there's nothing quite like it. And you know, I know when I mentioned it to my wife, you know, her she wanted to get things that she like that really helped her. You know, like I know, you know, just little stuff, you know, like the one shampoo, the baby shampoo was just a shampoo that she loved. So, you know, some of it might work and, and you'll see that you know, hopefully you'll have more kids and, and everyone is different. But, man, enjoy that first one, dude. It, it, it is so much fun. That was awesome. Thank you. And one more thing I want to say, Tom, you'll like this. Oh, yeah. And uh, I've been needing to give a shout out to my uh, another one of our loyal listeners, my mother, Rita Swink, because she's listening with Don Sr. every time he's listening. 
Nice. And when she saw the Crocs that you purchased for my daughter, she lifted up the exact same pink Crocs that she owns as well. So. Oh, that's awesome. Unfortunately, I'm starting to be surrounded by it. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to give in, but they're, they're slowly seem to be circling me with these Crocs. I don't know what's going on. You can't the beat Donald's them. You are strong. Them. That's all that matters. <laughs> wow. Well, it was it was fun being at the lure swap. Um, I don't know if this is like we weren't really planning on this, but does somebody want to give like a quick recap of the swap? Yeah, I mean the the swap. I think the swap was a, a really good teaser, so to speak, for for what we have coming up here over the next couple of couple of weeks to really a month and a half between Musky Max and New York. So this show is kind of going to be covering, you know, uh, what what we have coming up, especially musky max, but the lure swap, man, that was a good time. You know, you know, this is now, I guess my third, third or fourth lore swap. And it's only gotten bigger, man. I mean, it, when I, I got there at about six twenty at the, uh, this occurred at the North side sportsman's club, right? Is that the, is that the yep. technical name of it, mm-hmm. which is not on the North side, but it's up all the way up in Cranberry. That's kind of north. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's definitely north. It's just it, it ain't north side. That's for damn sure. <laughs> um, and it was when I got there at like 620, 625, I had to park, you know, in, in the upper lot, you know, sideways. So, you know, there was it was really, really crowded. The turnout was unbelievable. Um, you know, lots of guys brought a lot of baits. And I, I think uh, people just had a good time walking around, you know, being able to to shoot the shit with people in, in a smaller setting where you could really talk to people. And I really enjoyed it. Um, it's, it's a nice way to kind of shake the dust off of winter and see all your buddies again that you haven't seen in a while. And I, I really, really had a good time. It was great to see all you guys there. It was, That's a, it was great. Yeah. Good to see. There's a couple different, I mean, Owen, uh, Mark King, Evan Shaw, right. a bunch of local bait makers were at the swap. It was more not like selling their own wares, but you get to see some. And then there's some Leo lures there with the banging bottom guy, guys. Yeah, he had quite a selection of Leo yeah. lures. We cleaned them out pretty quick, too. I know phenomenal. you guys did. <laughs> so no phenomenal no cookies this year. I was a little, I was kind of hoping for my musky cookie. I don't know. There think was, made uh, there Garrick. were liberal, uh, uh beer offering yeah well yeah garrick Lots didn't bring cookies but he was walking around throwing beers out to everybody <laughs> oh is beers. that is that is he the one that was walking around throwing beers everywhere <laughs> okay yeah, yeah and the whole time nick just kept stashing his junk i'd go to the bathroom or like step away to look at a table and i'd come back to like four lures in my bucket that nick decided he no longer wanted i knew it was stuff to... you wanted but were too guilty and ashamed to ask about uh, okay i really had a good conversation with charlie mueller at the show or at the uh, lore swap but dude i cannot get over how freaking mean he is he's so freaking mean <laughs> oh, to everybody he's it's another one he is he is so another mean, mean, oh, mean man now uh, in, like in all lots serious, of bullies out there lots of bullies there but in all seriousness like that was that's something i i look forward to every year like I've only done it maybe four or five years now. I, I think I can't remember when the first one was, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I think like, Owen, like you said, I think Joel said that that was the biggest turnout we've ever had too, which I know last year 
was like the biggest turnout that we had to that point. So this year I felt like there was even more people there too. Well, See, I kind of felt like last year, last year, last year felt different because we didn't have musky max coming yeah. up. Yeah. So you had guys, you know, it, it was more of a, Hey, this is where you can actually show some things. Whereas, you know, this past one this year, I felt like it was only lore swap. It was really just for that. And to have that many guys, turn out just for the lore swap aspect of it. I think that was a little bit different. Maybe there was a bigger turnout last year, um, technically, but it, it couldn't have been much bigger if it was, because this was about as big as, I mean, it, it was a, a, a definite good crowd. I think what's for me, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Ryan, but Not like yet. what I saw at this, this lore swap that I thought was just really, really cool is that it was more than just, the swap, if you will, like it just seemed like there was so much just guys hanging out, bullshitting, you know, whatever, telling musky stories, drinking beer, having a good time. Like it Selling was, uh, it was just a really cool atmosphere. I thought I, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, I've been going to the lore swap since, you know, probably f- at least five years now. And, and like the first time I went, it just, it wasn't like that. I don't remember it being that way. Like, it was fun. But there wasn't so much camaraderie. I will say too, Brian Clark actually did a really good job with these. Yeah, I. It was uh, Ryan. I agree. I I didn't get to stick around for the whole thing, but what I did, what I did get to see was I thought was very informative, and I I didn't think he was, you know, trying to come off as you know a uh, uh, you know smarter than thou or anything. You know, I thought he was I thought he just did a good job. I mean, I thought it was informative. It was entertaining too. And he actually, you know, it was kind of weird. And I'm going to say this, like I've, I've heard Brian seminars before, like at shows. And I would say he was probably more himself, like in this venue. And I really think that helped him kind of be more entertaining during it too. Cause I really like, even though there was times where I was looking at my phone, I was still listening. Like it was, I thought it was just really well done. He had a lot of good info. He was making guys laugh. It was just like a fun thing. And that kind of added to the overall night too. I thought so. Yeah. I think that was a definite plus to the, to the lore swap aspect of it, you know, because after, after an hour, hour and a half, you know, you kind of run out of, you know, tables to look at in a lore swap like that. So it's nice to be able to, Hey, everyone's, you know, talked a little while, let's sit down and listen to someone that, that, you know, can, can shed some light on this stuff. I thought it was a great time. Grill and hot sausage sandwiches for $1 a piece at the next one, you know, outside out of the back. That's a good idea. Don Senior's talking about buying a sausage cart, and this is not there a joke. There we go. This is Don Senior. Is if Don Senior wants a partner, I might want. I might be a silent investor in that in right. that uh, in that venture because I think that I think that type of stuff is like food trucks and what you know, mm-hmm. small, low overhead things like that are the way to go, man. It wouldn't be Adam. the first time he's done something like that. He's he's owned huh. a food truck in the past. Don Senior is a man of of many talents, he but could, they all, he a could lot drag of them revolve that, around food. Dude, he could some, drag that thing up to Canada some weekend and make a killing. Somebody, I was just I was impressed at his high pressure sales tactics. At the <laughs> he's a sales. He was trying too. to sell Donnie's shum shums. They're like fifty dollar baits. Like the guys were walking by. He was like, "Hey, ten bucks. You want this one? Ten bucks." <laughs> I was like, Donnie, you better stop Don Senior. He's trying to get rid of your high dollar baits. He was also using 
uh, you guys all have seen the picture of uh, Mike Saranis, his giant uh, muskie that he caught with Vance on the, on the big O bucktail at Chautauqua this year. It was a 51, 52, whatever it was. 53, I think. 53. Yeah, just that huge fish. He was using that the picture of that fish to sell baits to people off my table. Nice. <laughs> right. Or attempting to. <laughs> he said, oh, this was the last fish I caught on that. I'll give you a real good deal. That's so good. <laughs> he gets it. Somebody get that man a THH logo. Please. <laughs> we need to get him a T-shirt or something. Oh, Lord. All right, what well, are we going to talk about tonight? Unless you yeah, you've got sorry, I didn't mean no. Mainly we we want to talk about the upcoming shows. You know, specifically Musky Max, which is coming up in geez, only a couple of weeks now, two weeks really. Uh, it's scheduled March fifth and sixth at the Printscape Arena, which is in South Point, Washington County, but only a hop, skip, and a jump from Pittsburgh. Uh, I, I assume most people listening to this podcast probably are already aware of it, but for those that aren't, uh, I think we're going to kind of go through here tonight, what we are all looking for, what we're looking forward to, you know, are there any baits we want to see? Are there any baits that we like have to buy that we, that we need to, to, uh, to have. And I also want to talk a little bit about the aspect of, you know, coming out, seeing the show from a presenter's, from a vendor's, exhibitor's standpoint, um, and the behind the scenes stuff that, you know, your typical uh, customer doesn't get to see because, you know, th- there's, there's probably going to be a line out front like there, like there has been in past years, you know, that, that, and you, you don't have, you don't have a ton of time to go through. So you don't have a ton of time to go through and look through this stuff. So this, this podcast is kind of to, to allow you to plan ahead and say, okay, what, what, if I have $300, if I have $500, if I have $100, here's what I think, here's where my money might be best spent. Does that sound like something we we can do here? Oh yeah. This could go on for a long time. I like it. (laughs) All right, so where how, how do we want to get started here, Tom? You want to you want to kick it off with your experience with musky? Well, oh, sure. I, like compare and contrast because I've kind of had both sides of the fence here. I've got. Well, the yeah. So so in 2020, you went to the Ohio show because. Well, let's back up. 2020, you and I had been talking via uh, Instagram. We had like gotten to know each other that way. I had built some baits for you, but I asked you to, to come and help me out because I didn't have any, anyone to, to come that knew my baits that could speak about them, could explain, uh, you know, if a customer had a question like, Hey, how does it, how do you fish this bait? Like, I felt like you were one of the very few people, if not the only person that could speak for me, so to speak. So, Mm. um, you know, you've done it both as a you know, customer and also on, on that end. So maybe you can shed a little bit of light on that. Yeah. I mean, so up until I went with you, I had always been the guy out in line. I mean, I didn't go at the ride read hour. I wasn't like camped out in the parking lot overnight waiting. I would just kind of show up as early as possible. And Ryan, what's the know, earliest you ever showed up at Muskie Max? A month in advance. <laughs> Uh, he's already um, there that's where he's podcasting from the parking lot of prince Cape so Arena. that's a that's a i don't even know i don't even know if i can answer that because the last musky max that we had which would have been 2020 
I worked that show from a media standpoint. So I didn't, right. Dan, Dan was outside at midnight. <clears throat> he was literally sitting out at the front door at midnight. And, you know, it's one of those things, like, I think the earliest we've ever been there is probably like midnight, but I also feel like there was a time there when I was there at like maybe two, I think it was like two in the morning. I think we really? got there. Yeah. That, that, uh, the first year at Princecape arena, we were in the parking lot at two in the morning. And I'd like distinctively remember because the, the guy that runs the ice at that arena showed up at like three and let us in. And he was like, what are you guys doing in the parking lot? We're like, we're here for the musky show. And he's like, what's no a homeless, musky show? No panhandling. Shoot. Get out of here. Get out. So he unlocked what's the door. And let us in. He's like, what's a musky show? I'm just here to ride the Zamboni. But yeah, the earliest was 2 a.m. Dan has like the record at midnight. Yeah, so I, that is I would go that is customer, great. I wasn't quite that dedicated. You know, I was showing up early, but I wasn't showing up that early. But well, I'm I'm a little I don't really understand if you the if you're getting there that early, the baits that you are going for are what like the bakers and because yes, I've yeah, never been I've never batch, been in that position. Quick selling the very first the Max I ever went to. Uh, I I honestly don't remember what year it was, but I want to say it was 2016. I don't know if any of you guys would have went in, at that time frame, but it was in. Was Cranberry. that a hotel? Was that a it hotel? It was in Cranberry. I know that. I believe it was. Uh, I want to say it was at like the Sheridan or something yeah. in Cranberry. Yes. Yeah. And everybody was after Dodson blade baits. Like that was the year of the Dodson. I know that. Okay. Because uh, I was I was in amazement. I was still kind of in green to the whole musky world at that point. That like. The only outdoor show I'd ever been to would be like the sport travel and outdoor show in Monroeville. So I didn't even realize there were this many musky fishermen around yet, you know, <laughs> right. When there were people lined up out the door to buy these bucktails, I was just blown away. I, I didn't even understand it. Is that like for, but yeah, no, <laughs> that for me, that was like the biggest difference though. I mean, like, cause when I was going to these shows, I was waiting in line and it was always so stressful. I mean, you're standing there. And like we kind of talked about before we started the night, you're like worried. You're like, okay, where am I going first? You have like a plan in your mind. Like I have to go here. I can spend a maximum of three minutes here before going here. I have to spend two minutes. Like it's so stressful. It's like it's you're in straight panic mode until those doors open and that mad rush starts. And that was like the biggest the way, difference I going. I've, I don't I've think I've seen a map that. yet of Muskie of the booth, Has anyone? No. I haven't yet. Can no. I? Can I speak to that a little bit, Tom? Because I feel oh, yeah. like. You're the I expert like, at that one. Well, I feel like this is a big deal because this one's like the adrenaline junkies dream, like the 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 musky fisherman bait collector adrenaline boost. Like mm -hmm. <clears throat> whenever you're standing there, like the time, it's just like building all morning. Like if you're there early, it's just like one of those things that just keeps. And then more and more people start showing up. And you can you smell got, the bakers. Then you get you nervous. Get like, more people behind <laughs> you. You're like, oh, this guy's going for the booth. I'm this going dude's for going, it. And oh. it's like. I got to elbow this guy in the face to get where I need to go. Like it is getting serious. Like people are lining up elbows. And like, the thing thrilled. is like Zach would come out and give like the couple the first people in line. He, he was giving them like free baits. So this was a thing for like two years because we okay. wanted to get like a free baker. Well, <clears throat> you know, it's like after looking back on it now, I don't, I don't know that I am capable of, of doing this, 
but you know, it's like one of those things where you just like the doors, it's like a rush. Like you get this like adrenaline rush to get through the doors and like bang, 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 hit, hit all the boosts you want to get super quick. Some of the guys have like deals, like first five customers gets a free Bosch ad, like things like that. So it's just, right. I don't know. It's like part of being there. And there's just like this rush, like Tom was saying mm-hmm. it is, it's like a, it's like an adrenaline junkie thing. It's bittersweet. It's like good and bad. It's you're excited, but at the same time, you're like terrified for like what's about to ensue, like the stampede. See, for yeah. me, it's like it was the waiting in line things. The lure was more like hanging out with guys that I usually just cross paths with at boat yeah. ramps, and you know I've talked to via text messages. Whereas waiting in line, you get to actually you know BS talk, talk one on one. You know how your season was and what worked for you here, there, whatever, and kind of build that, that friendship a little bit more in person instead of we give each other fishing reports when we go to, you know, different bodies of water and just a good overall good, uh, good atmosphere. So if you're pushing your way into, into the, the, you know, the Prince scape arena like that at, you know, 7am, whatever, you're not there to, you know, spend time talking to the bait makers either. You know what I mean? If you want to do that, you want to do that later in the day, you know, when right. things calm down, because you're not going to get to spend any time actually talking to anyone at that, you know, during that first rush. So if it's about getting the baits, yes, I get that first rush. But if it's about meeting people and it's about really learning about the baits and being able to talk to the bait makers, you know, coming there at two o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday is a hell of a lot better, you know, because mm-hmm. things totally slow down, you know, people are paying attention to the pr- presentations, you know, there's a million other things going on, you know, there's, you know, bait makers are looking for people to talk to at that point. I will say that you could tell how green we were to show up at a show that early. If you go like, I'll give you an example, like in Ohio this year, Kevin Goldberg was at Ohio, but he wasn't there for open. You know, Kevin was there later in the day on his time. Right. You know, and that's the thing. Like we, we honestly didn't, and this is just my perspective. Dan might tell you something different, but you know, I look back at that and I think, man, I really was there because I felt like I needed the magic musky catching bait. Like I need to be there to pick up a baker, a Bosch ad, in the Wileys in a specific color, because that is the only thing that's going to help me catch fish this year. That was the mentality. And that's not, I mean, that's not accurate, but for the guys that want to collect and want to get a specific thing, then yeah, it's, it's probably worth doing if you're really geared towards picking that one particular thing. <clears throat> I think Before now I was, oh, go ahead, Ryan. No, I was going to say what, knowing what I know now, like I, I really don't need to be in line at midnight. See, that was never like the reason I went early because I was never like in competition for those, you know, like the small batch quick to go baits. The reason I went early is because like I would go, I wouldn't do the Saturday and Sunday. I'd pick one day I'd go. And I did like to talk to all the bait makers. Like I wanted to bullshit for 20, 30 minutes at a booth with the guy. So like I felt like having all day was the only way to do that kind of BS around, you know, you bump into some people you haven't seen for a while. Like Nick said, you end up in a one hour conversation with someone like that day goes quick. The other thing about being there super early, you don't get that luxury because you know, an hour and a half after open, you're freaking exhausted. You just don't have anything in the Mm -hmm. mental tank. And I think that honestly was like, 
it was fun doing it. And I was, I had fun with Dan getting in line and doing that stuff. But at the same time, like even Ohio this year, I just wasn't all there the first day, which I had to go back the second day because I didn't really get to talk and do what I wanted to do, you know, and take full advantage of the show. So, I mean, some of these booths get swamped. Like, you know, I remember, you know, just with my first year presenting two years ago, like sweating, you know what I mean? Like there were just so many people and it wasn't even for us. Like we were next to the Wiley booth. So like we had like overflow from the Wiley booth. That's like, you know, blocking our booth and people trying to see things. And and man, like it, it gets kind of crazy there for, for a couple of hours, but then it, it definitely slows down. So anyone that wants to come out and talk or like shoot the shit and really you know, have time, have some attention of the bait makers. I would suggest you come a little bit later. Um, if not after lunch on, on Saturday, you know, or even like second day, come and talk. I mean, there, there's still going to be baits left. Yeah. Mm. You're not going to get, you're not going to get the, the prime, the premium bait that everyone's rushing in for, which I don't even know what that bait is this year. You know, I don't, I don't know what guys are going to be clamoring for, but you know, I do know that there's a hell of a lot of baits left on Saturday. You know, there's a hell of a lot of baits left on Sunday and barely anyone came on Sunday in 2020. Uh, I think that's probably going to be different this year mm-hmm. just because it's been two years without a show season, you know, without a true show season. But I was shocked at how just how heavy the rush was for the first, say, three, four hours and then how much it fell off for the rest of the time because mm-hmm. you have those guys coming for those those small batch baits and then once they're gone it's just people like me that are like oh i'm just here for like bulldogs like <laughs> like nobody's right. got, nobody's showing up at midnight the night before to get a bulldog like i'll go whenever i could go sunday and get what i really truly want i think so tom circling back we never really talked about yeah. we, we got the, you to the, the contrast door. yeah we got you to the door I was heading there. So I was saying like that for me going as like a civil called like as a citizen, that was like my experience. It was like stressful. It, it like required so much planning. It was like, it, it was an ordeal. And then when I went with Owen, I think, I don't know what time does the show start? Like it's the first day. Nine, it's like I think 9 a.m. Yeah, I think what are we I pulled in at like 830 or something like next to you. We pulled in, looked at each other and then immediately just got out of the car and like Kanye at like a Super Bowl show. We were just like ushered into like the loading dock door given like right. lanyards and everybody was like in line. And I was able like after we were done setting up, get yeah, a feel think, for the layout. I think last year, Tom, I don't think you came Friday, did you? Not the I night my, before, no. No, because my, my dad came and helped me set up uh, set up my booth on Friday. Yeah. But Friday is a really, really cool day to be there because you really get to see people setting it up, you know, setting up their booths, the, how they how they bring their baits, how they carry, you know, how they transport their stuff. And it's Friday is a really cool time to be in that building. And it's... I, had I known that I would have invited you on Friday last time, but you know, that was my, I think first you did. I think it. I just might've, I might've been like busy or so. I don't yeah, remember. You might've had something going on. 
but yeah, so like that, that eliminated all that stress for me. I mean, being able to like be in there and see, like you see what colors they brought. Like, did they bring like the color I want? Like you can tell, like I wanted toads. So I was able to go to the, the uh, luncheon booth. I think they were selling the Lake X stuff. I was able to see what colors they had. I could like that, everything that I stressed about, like mapping out my day in my head, I was able to like handle it before the show even opened. And then yeah, like, did, it, did it stress you out? Like having to work? you know and not did, be able but, to go go walk around that work it worked out to the point where like you know a couple people would roll up the bill that ask some questions buy some baits then would hit a wall and i'd be like hey oh and i'm gonna run over to mark's booth and i'm gonna look at his baits and be like all right so i run over i get a bait come back owen's like i'm gonna run over to this booth would kind of take turns right. alternating and that whole rush is like gone it's so nice just just to be able to bop off for a few seconds here and there look at what you want to look at you're not worried that was the biggest difference for me. It, it took all the stress out of it. And Ryan, you've you've had the the opportunity to see the Friday night setup even in more detail than I than I have because I didn't show up until later on in the evening on Friday because I had to work. But I know you did a, a video, I think like a time lapse video on your YouTube channel of the entire setup process, and I thought that was so cool. Yeah. So I whenever I you guys asked me what the earliest I've been to max was. I lied to you because last year we got there at like eight o'clock on Friday morning. And the whole goal hey. for me that day, it was yeah Friday morning and Dan and I showed up. It was like me my brother and Dan, and we were there to basically help Sean with whatever he needed, like on the premise that I was going to be doing some of this video work. And I had the media pass and it was one of those things where, you know, Sean really wanted a time-lapse. Like that's what he wanted to see from the show. That was like one of the big things. And, you know, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to deliver with just the GoPros I have, but I got there super early. I set up, I had a GoPro set up. I had my laptop set up upstairs on a webcam and I filmed, I basically did the time-lapse on, on both the GoPro and my computer with a webcam. So I ended up looking at it like after, but it, it's one of those things where if you really enjoy these shows, like you love being a part of these, you love being there and everything about it, you know, it's it, what it boils down to for me is like, I love being able to look at products, talk to like guides and bait makers and just fishermen in our area. I love the seminars. I love getting like the cheap cafeteria food at lunch, good old hot dog and just walk around and just literally like almost immerse yourself in musky fishing for an entire day and, or even two. So for me to like get there that early on Friday and like knowing like how much this show is meant to me, like in Western Pennsylvania, it was freaking wild seeing that place come alive. Cause like when we got there, it was literally just like the metal studs for the, the booths. And I got to watch those guys just set everything up in the time-lapse from that point all the way until open like sky view too. It's like watching yeah. like the little worker ants, like, yeah. And that's, work and it, you guys have been there and, and done the maxes, but like, I can remember going from like the Butler high school, to uh like south point um 
or not the South Point, all the way to like, uh, what was the place it was at? Like Cranberry. There was like multiple hotels in Cranberry, was, right? Yeah, it was at Cranberry yeah. a couple years. Then it was at the airport. Like once or, yeah, like it was a moon by the airport moon. once or twice. Right. Before, yeah, yeah I, th- went I went to, to the one in Moon. And then now it's in like South Point, Cannonsburg. So, yeah. Like when you look at all those different arenas and like the, the venues that we've had, like there is nothing that has been compared in comparison to where we're at now, like that venue in that arena with that balcony is just like, it's prime for like that sort of thing. Like if you want to get aerial pictures or like a time-lapse, so that was like, you can one of those scout things. it out. Exactly. You think you're allowed to go up there as like a mm-hmm. general yeah. public. But it's just, it's the whole venue. It's like from soup to nuts with this thing. It's like the AstroTurf and, and just so much room to do everything. You can find a corner and like chill out for a minute or you can go up and do that. So whenever we got there, it was like, this is where I'm setting this time lapse up. And I was just like super pumped that I had that aerial shot. So that kind of helped, you know, for it. But it was wild seeing that place come alive. And then, oh, and like getting into like that eight o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock hour, I was literally upstairs, like on that balcony, like editing video the whole time. Like that's what yeah. I was doing. Like I was walking around doing video and then I was just like sitting at my computer that I hauled in and it was like an all-in-one desktop. And I'm just like sitting there pounding out, watching everybody set up. Like it was just, it was really cool. I felt like I was like Tom said, I felt like I was at backstage, like at the Super Bowl. Like it was just mm-hmm. that, that cool to be a part of. And I remember one thing like I vividly remember is like, so it's like a hockey arena and they seal the door, like the doors are closed while the line's forming. And I remember I, I like, I wasn't really checking my phone. I remember knowing the second they opened those doors, it sounded like a scene out of a movie. Like the sound yeah. changed. It you was like, it. it was kind of quiet. You could hear like some chatter, blah, blah, blah. Then they opened the door and it was just like a roar. It was like, you could hear the feet coming. It was like, they're coming. Like, and they all go right past our down booth. That, yeah, <laughs> right past our booth to Wiley. But yeah, the Wiley's, right. yeah. Baker's it was and Wiley's. entertaining. And I do, I, I wish that like Yankee Candle would make like a, a musky show candle. Like when you go into it, you know what I mean? Like the smell of like rubber, like the rubber baits, like that's a distinct smell. Mixed with body and, odor. Yeah, yeah. Like mixed with like chicken fingers, like medusas, like, like, just like, like the smell of a musk, musky Chemical show. off gassing. Yeah. Smells, smells like. So yeah, I mean, I, if, I, if, if, if Owen tomorrow decided to quit the brand, I would, I might buy my own booth just to get like backstage access. Just yeah, it's, it really is. It's, it's <laughs> so much fun just to be a part of the whole thing and, and to see what's going on. Uh, I getting to talk to guys, you know, when they see that you have the lanyard on that you, you know, you're with, you know, you're with somebody there that, you know, that, you know, they don't treat you quite as poorly you know what i mean like you, you kind I've of have some t- some type of a le- you have some type of legitimacy even the, even the slightest bit uh someone asked me where a bathroom was last year and i told them i don't know and i felt like at that <laughs> i just completely dropped the but i felt like i worked there and i was like uh let me i was ask like someone. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. year you know any anyone you know uh, the the hunks here you know because we're going to be I'm having all you guys put on, I guess, with my booth, so to speak. So everyone's going to be welcome the whole weekend. Uh, and and I, I want yeah, I want all you guys to have that opportunity to to, to see the behind the scenes stuff and, and be able to check things out. You just can't go buy out all the baits on Friday night. That's all like that's the rule. Ryan. Well, let me 
we're going to get into this, right? We're going to talk about what our targets are. Cause I, I swear to God, you guys, I only have one more on my list right now. I might have, I might have a second one. What is it? Conversation. I don't get there. We'll get there. I don't want to. We'll get there. Don't, don't jump the gun here. Nicholas. Top top secret. A good transition. But I, I will say like, dude, it's crazy. Like being like, like Tom talked about this, the stress of being on the outside of that door. And I, I literally went through the same thing. I was like last year with the media pass, I was like stress-free. I was like walking around mm-hmm. high five, high fives, doing right. like video. <laughs> I was like, Hey, Mark King, let's go. Let's do this. And I was like, Hey, Nittany Valley. Looking good, Mark. Go. Looking like, good, Todd. I, we were just doing video. And then like the doors opened and I walked around and I put my camera in everybody's face. And, and it was just like, it was one of those things where you just keep, you know, you just, it was like fun being a part of that. But when you're on the outside, it, kind of sucks when you're trying to get what you want because it is somewhat stressful but i think things ultimately calm down so it is and i think people put a lot more you know they put a lot more pressure on themselves with this stuff i mean holy shit guys it's musky baits you know what i mean like the fact that anyone's getting that upset or you know worked up over getting one certain you know bait or one certain pattern i mean Come on, let's we're we're adults here, right? And I mean, there's there's absolutely no need for that. I don't I don't see any reason like a need for to anyone to need any one bait that bad. I, maybe it's just me. Has one bait ever caught been so sure to catch a, a giant muskie that it's worth you know getting into a fist fight at Muskie Max about it? So no. far, I've been a much higher rate of success with lures i picked up at the swap meet than i have been at the max well, you should keep track of that nick you should keep track of like yeah like <laughs> lure swap baits versus purchase baits yeah this the first lure swap i went to i think i had like 10 different baits i picked up that all caught fish wow and you put them all in my bucket at this lure swap what a nice no, guy no, no. baits that i catch fish on don't don't go to the swap uh. oh now he tells us I think that's a good time. We, I was telling that story earlier. So like you have this early access insider view of the max. So like you can kind of, I mean, it's not, I don't think good etiquette to go around buying hundreds of dollars worth of bait before the shows open, you know, but if you, if you have your eye on one, sometimes like the, the people will be kind of cool about it. You know, like if you, if like, if you saw Mark King Glider, you really like Mark probably would have sold it to you before the show. Yeah, I think so, guys like Mark would probably at least set it aside yeah. for you. You know, so but I wouldn't want to walk up to you know just any old booth and no. in, in, in you know say, Hey, I like this one. Can you set it aside for me? No. I don't know. I just think it's kind of a bad look. I mean, it's nice it being able to it's nice being able to see what everyone's gonna have, and then you can kind of plan your your mm-hmm. day out better. But you know, Friday night really I don't I don't see it necessarily as a as a way to get the baits that you couldn't get no otherwise you well, know what I, mean, I mean even like i was saying earlier how guys would crucify me if they knew i had the early access i could pick any i mean not any bait i wanted but i could have probably got like a pretty rare bait before the show opened if i really wanted to or you could have too and out of everything in that show instead of elbowing anybody or fist fight and i told you what i went for the toads the toads that were still there sunday because you had been watching, you had been watching Cody Dalton <laughs> catching fish on the toads up at that point. Listen, he was he, like at that. I, I'm telling we you, knew, I think right around Cody, that time, like 
he was just killing it with he toads. kills it on the toad but the toad's been a pennsylvania staple for a while now that that, that hasn't but been a secret for let's a few get years into now. what happened to the toads that you bought yeah so, I, so I, I spent my spent my pre-show scouting out what i wanted tactfully picked the toads you know with the two colors i wanted and my first day using them at stonewall i lost both of them so oh, and that was about a month man. after max you know yeah so are you serious yeah, you should have watched cody's video a little more closely i yeah? should have studied a little better but now that, did that you was have spoils of my retreat. labor at that time i did not i do now i learned i learned my lesson dude, so. dude that is awful i hate when that happens yeah so i don't know I, i've never been one to go after the to be fighting people for baits I, but i do want to say something because when I had the media pass, like I really wasn't as focused on baits as I was what I was trying to do. And I think that might be why I wasn't as stressed out is because I wasn't like focused on, Oh my God, I have to have this. It was more of like, I'm in like, let's get these video clips done and then get to the front for when people bust through the door. So, you know, it's not like when you're in there, it's not like you have this like all access pass to buy whatever you want. Cause some guys aren't even selling until the doors. Yeah. Open. But yeah. Go ahead, Donnie. No, no. When you're done, I just I want to comment on this. No, I'm done. I just wanted to say that. Like, it wasn't all about me just picking up lures. Like, I was really focused on the video aspect of Muskie Max. That's why I wasn't as stressed. So, I just wanted to talk about, like, again, I feel like for me, what I enjoy about the Muskie Max is kind of the same thing I said with the lure swap. I, I go there more to hang out with guys and talk about muskies and muskie mm-hmm. fishing and so on and so forth. And I've, I've been that way from the start. So I don't it, like, for me, it's, it's almost weird to hear you guys talk about the stress of going to the muskie max. Like, I, I don't know. I just, and I know that there's guys that are like that, but mm-hmm. like, it was, it's it's honestly truthfully never been that way for me like i've never gone to the max with this idea that i had to get there at midnight to to get to this certain booth to get this particular bait it was always just to go to the musky max to hang out to buy some lures whatever caught my eye while i was walking around or and and talk to bait makers watch a couple seminars whatever like the whole atmosphere of it i truly enjoy and I think that goes back to even when I was a kid going, like I said, I went to the outdoor show with my dad up at the Monroeville Expo Mart. I think everybody in the Pittsburgh area has oh, been there yeah. at least a few times, but we did that every year. And it was like when I got into muskie fishing and I saw that there's this outdoor show that's, you know, just muskies, like, holy shit, this is awesome. Like, you know, it's all muskies. It's not some dumb guy wrangling a rattlesnake in the corner or whatever. Gutter helmets. This is all musky fishing. Like I, I'm just, you know, I was taken back by it all. And, you know, I just, it's, it's more an atmosphere than anything for me. And uh, I, I just don't understand how guys can, can turn it into something so negative or, or, you know, I, I just feel like it's such a good opportunity to just get together with some guys and hang out and talk about muskies. That's what I always enjoyed, you know, looking at the exhibitor list and then kind of researching each one on there that I didn't know already and seeing what, what they had on, you know, their social media profiles. And that's how I met uh, Evan Shoss the first time. I looked up, saw he had won, uh, won the Chautauqua tournament on his minor 
And then, you know, sat there and BS with them for a little bit, picked up a meatball and a minor, my first max, you know, I mean, uh, my other two buddies I went with had no idea anything about them, but, you know, I spent the time, looked it over and I was like, eh, might as well. Now meatballs are like a, the cult phenomenon. Yeah. Somebody will be punching somebody at Evan's booth. Guaranteed. I'll just be in the back yelling, Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> well, so, guys, like there, I mean, there are limits on the number of baits that you can buy from certain, at least there have been in the past, right? So Depending you can't go the in there food, and buy yeah. 25 bakers, or you can't go what? in there and buy 50, you know, Shoss meatballs. You could only What's buy. The on, is the limit on Big O's 20, 10? There is, <laughs> there is no, this you is buy called as many no as limit hold'em. This is the no limit hold'em booth. <laughs> There's a special. Oh if you buy them all at one time, you get a steep discount. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's kind of a good idea on the on the highly sought after baits, especially the ones. Yeah, that, I agree. That you see getting resold, and you don't want one person coming in and buying out the whole inventory. So, well, as these bait makers, they know they, what's going to happen. With that, you right? have a limited ability to make you know the numbers in these baits, and you know you. If someone comes in and buys 20 baits and you only make 200 baits, well, that's a, that's a high percentage of your baits where if you make 20,000 baits, well, you know, someone buying 20 of your baits doesn't mean anything. You know, right. none of these, none of these people at Musky Max are producing these large amounts of baits. I mean, aside from, let's say the, the, you know, the like big, Leo, AZ, yeah. Leo, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, gosh, looking at how Todd Leopardi does his baits, I I am so impressed. I don't even by, get it. it. It boggles my mind that, the number of steps that he goes through and how many baits he puts out. I, oh, and yeah. I mean, he he kills it, and they're all done so well. I mean, he and just it's must... organized. I was looking yes. at his site. Everything is so tediously organized. Like the colors are numbered. He stalks that's, them like it's wild. That's exactly the thing is, is that's where, you know, I'm nowhere near that in terms of, you know, figuring out he knows what he's doing in terms of he knows when he's putting yellow paint down, he's putting yellow paint down on a hundred different baits. Whereas if I'm putting yellow bait down, yellow paint down, like, you know, I'm, I'm putting it down on 10 baits and then I'm cleaning it out and having to, you know, there's a whole tedious aspect to changing all of these things and building that many baits and painting that many baits is just insane to me. But, you know, those wood baits, they're not not just the painting, you know, they're all hand turned. I mean, man, I don't want to, you know, talked you know too highly but geez a oh man the guys like that are are the ones that really impress me i does mean he duplicator set up full time or does he What's i that? mean todd hasn't has a, a job too correct he's not a full-time bait maker yeah right? no i'm pretty sure he he has a job a regular job not only does so. not only does he have a regular full-time job but he works a lot of shift work too so there's times where he's probably like in the garage on no sleep. Right. And the other thing with that is you guys know, he tests every single bait he makes. Yeah. I saw that he tested in his pool. <clears throat> so that that's thing awesome. is tuned and ready to go right off the rack. 
but so, yeah, his but his but the thing setup of, is like the coolest woodworking contraption I've ever seen. Is that the He's, lathe? Yeah, so he has the the wood on a lathe, but then his duplicator, like normally it would just be like a a cutting point that would come in and follow like a master, but he has it set up so it's a router that is the cutter. So he, you know the lathe is rotating at you know whatever wood lathes rotate at 500 rpm 800 rpm something like that okay and then he's got a router that's probably at like 10,000 rpms that's removing the material so you're you know i mean you're like one pass and you're so it's full. spinning so not only is the lathe spin like normally with a lathe you're using like a a yeah, chisel stationary tool yeah, yeah like a chisel to to stationary put it on it and that shaves a okay so i get what you're saying so he's it's almost like cutting it from two different Directions. two different angles like yeah. yeah one is spinning one way the and then the router is going wow yeah i mean that makes Just sense on the woodworking side of things it's it's a phenomenal setup but i mean he i think his hand slipped and he lost lost a, I think, a, a finger i think he said that was on the like shaper doing the mojos if i okay. remember correctly but because those aren't well, round round bait well todd todd has always been since going to the first musky max i went to at one of the hotels i forget which one it was at whether it was cranberry or robinson or wherever like todd back then his booth was impressive and i remember that i didn't know who leopardi was i didn't know who any of the anybody was back then but he was impressive back then and following him on instagram and following you know just watching how he builds his baits and paints his baits his paint jobs are second to none absolutely one thousand percent the both in quantity and quality you know, the, the colors, he does so many different patterns. You know how hard it is to do those patterns guys. Like, I mean, how many times you have to touch, how many times you have to touch these baits and cover them with something, you know, cover them with some type of a stencil and you have to make sure that stencil is totally, um, completely tight. And, and down, yeah, and, and that it's completely, totally tight and down a, a, along the bait, you know, then you got to change out the, 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 uh, the colors it, it's, there are just so many different steps. It is insane. And I know, I know that Todd's system makes it a lot easier than it looks in the sense of, I don't, I only have two airbrushes right now. And so I'm constantly, constantly having to clean shit. You know, I'm constantly switching, constantly having to clean stuff. My understanding is he's got, like, he's got probably like nine different airbrushes. And if you've got nine colors of paints that you normally would spray, you could have those all in those nine different airbrushes and just keep it in there all the time. So you don't have to constantly switch. Um, in just from looking at his Instagram pictures, it looks like that's that's what he's got going on. But man, his I just think his his paint, his his business plan, he doesn't charge crazy amounts of money. Oh. Like his his baits are incredibly reasonably priced. 
I just really, I really have a genuine appreciation for the way that he does things. And, and I think people should, should go and check him out. So I've been trying to get Todd to give me the tour of his shop. And we've talked about it a couple of times. He's been really busy with his work schedule, but there might be a, uh, might be an opportunity here real soon. So absolutely. I, uh, Man, that, and, and would, uh, we'd, I'd love to have Todd on the, on the show here. He, uh, I've been trying to get him on and the last message I have, I won't go into detail on this, but he did ask about the podcast. So we'll, we'll see. I don't, this is a T TBD. I do feel like I have to clarify something though. Cause I feel like we've given Tom and I might've given some negative connotation to musky max. So oh, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. I just no, meant like in I my own mind, like I was in my own personal reality. I was stressed out like the night before. I'm like, Oh my God, where am I going? Guys are going to want to go where I'm going. Oh, it's like, like going fishing. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, what I'm saying is like, like guys are going to get to my fishing spot before me. Like I got to get there first. Like, and that's how I, that that's how I felt, but it was not like all negative energy. Like it was, you know, it's part of the excitement of being at a show and just really like, like we all, how many, do you guys put a list together before the show of like all your stuff, what you want to look oh, at? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I, Don, of what I'm going to get. <laughs> Not what no, I'm honestly, get. I don't. No, me and Donnie, <laughs> me and so, Donnie are a lot alike. Right. And Nick and Tom and I, we've been making lists for probably weeks and weeks and weeks. And oh, we've oh, been this week. You jockey things up and down the list, and then oh, I find a perch bait on TRO, and then I mark this one off, and I slide some. This is like a thing. Like I know Dan does this too. Like we build our list out. So we <laughs> and and some of us are natural planners, believe it or not. It might not sound like it or look like it when I show up at a boat ramp thirty five forty minutes, minutes late. Yeah. But I plan things out and it's like one of those things, like, I don't want this to be like a negative energy thing because I feel like, like Donnie's like, I just like to chill and hang out. And he's like the coolest vibe ever at a musky show. That is why I love these shows so much because you can go and talk to like, I can walk up to Donnie Swink and be like, Hey, Donnie Swink, what's up, buddy. And then we talk for 45 minutes about muskies. And then I can go over here and I can talk to Todd Leopardi and look at his baits and then ask him about, Hey, you know, what's the best color on St. Clair? Or I can go check out, you know, Fat AZ and schedule a charter. Or I can or do, go like, talk to Spencer Berman about what's going on on St. Clair. Exactly. You know, that's what's yeah. really cool to me or whomever, you know. And it's just like whenever you have like targeted things, like there is a little bit of that, like just energy that you just really want to get what you were there for. And then like once I got my list, like I like the one year I got like all three top eights on my list. I literally just like took a sigh of relief and I just like looked around and the what rest were those of those baits then like what, what baits did you have to have? So in? there were, there were three baits that I targeted that year. And it was like Baker, five inch Brown perch. It was like Baker. You guys get specific to a color. Yeah, dude. Like seriously. Get with I the guess, freaking I guess program. That, I've never been able to wrap my head up around camping out at a musky show the day before, but I guess if you were after a particular bait in a particular color, I yeah, suppose. And then, you know, I wanted to hit like Bosch ad. Like I said, he was giving away like a, like a 10 inch boss minnow with the, for the first five purchases. So you're talking I get like, that, you know, like a $50 yeah. bait you're getting for free. So I like, I had this stuff. I like, get that. Yeah. That you know, makes so, more sense to me than most things I hear of why people absolutely. are there early. Right. But I agree. So 
you know, it's not all, it's not all negative. Like a lot of this is being a part of the show and like doing all the same stuff you guys are talking about. You know, that's what make these things so great is because you can make the show whatever you want it to be mm-hmm. and you don't have to throw elbows to do it. It's just one of those things. Like I, it doesn't have to be that way, but you know, I want to make sure I clarify this because Tom and I are like, I don't want any negative. No, it's just no negativity. It's just, it's my own manicness that causes it. It's not, it's not anybody else that causes it, but myself. And that's like you were saying the list. You couldn't believe we made a list. I'll one up you on the list. I go as far to plan out like what I know I'm buying and then things that I want to look at. Like, cause you see a musky lore online, you're not sure how it looks in your hand. You know, what's like, what's it really look like? So I, I divide my list into things that I know I'm buying and things that I kind of want to check out, like test drive in person. Yeah. You guys are insane. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a good transition, though, right there. I think we're getting good at that. So what's what's on these uh, secret lists? I guess Donnie doesn't have one. He, he might have had to make one for tonight. But Yeah, yeah I, wanna... I made I made one for tonight of a, a couple things that I'm, I'm after, I guess, at this show. But mm. I'm not going to camp out to get them. I could tell you that. Johnsonville, Johnsonville Cheddar. So be it. I'll have to try again next year. That's a, the one thing that, like... I always think about is my first musky max. I decided I was, you know, going to be an eager beaver and get there early. Got there at like seven thirty, and I was probably like the hundred and fiftieth person in line, and I just felt like an idiot because really? I would have <laughs> been further ahead just coming at like nine thirty, mm-hmm. right? And that's what I did for like a number of years. I would. Like I used to try and show up basically like right when it opened or if it was opening at nine or 10, I don't know what's you, yeah. like, typical. I don't really remember, but I might a- have aimed to be in the parking lot at like, like a half hour before it was going to start. Well, that just makes sense to walk in. But then honestly, that was like when I was still kind of green to it. And then once I did that a couple of times, I realized that I just still waited in line till nine 30 Anyway, I just kind of started showing up at 10 and walking right in. That was a cool part for me too. go. Like my, I remember my first muskie show, like I was watching before the show, I was watching all these videos online. So I'm seeing like the logos of these brands, you know, like I'm seeing chaos, I'm seeing Suic, I'm seeing, and then you pull into the parking lot of a muskie show and then you see all like the trucks and trailers with like these muskie logos on them. It's like, it's like being like a Steelers fan and like seeing like the Steelers tour bus. You're like, Oh my God. Like, yeah. That's that's like the chaos. Oh, that's like, Tony whoa. Grant's truck. That's Tony Grant. Yeah. Oh my right. god. Like, I know. There was like a, mi- a mystique with it. My first time seeing it, I was like, "Holy shit! I'm seeing it in person!" Like, oh my god. I feel like I have the opposite. Like, it's like, oh wow, these are some cringeworthy bumper stickers. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like Reagan was talking about that on the last one, but. That's how I felt when I saw Jim Sarek in Chicago. You know, that's how I feel when I see, I talk to like, even now I talk to Greg Thomas and Tony Grant and I'm still like that, you know, kind of like the seeing the beebs when you're like a teenage girl, you're yeah, just like, exactly. Kind of fanboy it out a little bit. Yeah. That's how I feel bad. I haven't watched that musky hunter episode yet. Do you guys watch it? No, I have not actually. Um, I didn't, I, I didn't just have not had an opportunity to, I want to check that one out. Yeah. Let's get into our lists here a little bit. Let's let's talk about what we got our eye on. 
let's see let's if we're going to be fighting find... each other. If I'm, if I got anybody in this, in this podcast to worry about in the morning. It's, yeah. It sounds Just like we all might be coming for my booth. Together, so yeah. Donnie and Ryan and I will probably all be after the same thing. Probably we're gonna be we might end up scuffle. the hunks could split after this if we're all after it might be the end and walking in at the same time. It's the pile of bodies outside of the booth. There we were. Is there hell in a cell? Is there a hot bait right now? Like, is there like a super super hot bait that everyone's gonna be looking for right now? I think (laughs) there's a lot of new stuff I know coming out. I think Uh, I mean I feel like Baker is always kind of at the top of that list. The Just X factor this year is that uh, the AZ booth uh, is going to have DKs. You got, you got, yeah. You know, oh, really? DKs at the AZ booth. You got Baker, which is always one of those heavy hitters there. Evan. No, he has his own booth there at the Musky Max for people that don't. I feel know. like the Blue yeah. Water. I feel like the Blue Water guys don't get enough action at musky max for how popular they are in canada if that I makes sense this year i noticed this year it's only listed as the blue water res x baits so i don't know if he'll have the full line or not i think that is i, I think that's what they were last time i think that it was, was called it? blue blue water res x okay. now last time they had the hooker bait as well yeah. but they've sold that so i don't know i i you look at how the cult following that the that those baits have. I mean, guys spend so much money on Facebook on blue water baits. It is insane. Um, but then here they show up to Musky Max, and I know they didn't like sell out. You know, last year they did. They weren't like the you know they weren't like the main attraction. It was more of the Bakers and the Wileys. So. Why is it that the Canadian guys want the blue, you know, these blue water baits and around here, we don't have that type of action for them. Is it just reputation or just time or what? I think it's, you know, certain fisheries fish better with certain baits, but. Out of curiosity, I'm just, I'm scrolling down here through the list, trying to see if there's anybody I don't recognize. And I'm seeing we have a cigar vendor. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, King Beaver cigars. Can we got some stogies in the house? Can we take a step back here? I want to understand why Larissa said what she just said. Why do we have poor taste and, and musculars? What's up with that? She's just a Canadian American dynamic that exists in this household constantly. Uh, okay. I just so I just want to know like what. You know what? Never mind. I'm not going to. We may this. have poor taste in musky lures, but you have poor taste in bacon. Thank you. Yeah, yep. right. This <laughs> is true. That's Don't so get me amazing. started. We'll save that for another episode. Oh, yeah, that's not. <laughs> I mean, I'm still I'm going through here still. And I know la- the last show, there weren't a lot of food vendors. And I'm seeing like there's a seasoning vendor. It's like a Cajun seasoning. Red Claw. Uh, they were there last time. Court. Were they? Oh, okay. Yeah. There was like it, that was kind of mm-hmm. like part of the up near where the presentations were. There was like a oh, big okay, table yeah, yeah. where like you could vote for things like they had that little, yeah. uh, you know, so that's where all the seasonings and spices and whatnot was. I do see I'm, I'm still going through. I see Rig Boss Bates. I know that's Timmy Dworak. He lives out in my neck of the woods. I don't think he's done any shows like any local yeah. shows yeah, in the past. I don't I think, think he's his first. Yeah. 
I saw so that, uh, that's probably going to be one. That'll be a hot I, one. I, I know that, people. Yeah, yeah, that'll probably be a hot commodity at the door at when that they fire the I... gun off. Wait, so re- that repeat the... that. So who who, who is this? So, yeah, that, that's Timmy Dwar. I think it's Dwarak, or I'm, I'm sorry, Timmy, if I don't know how to say your last name, Dwarak. But he 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 lives like out my way, kind of my neck of the woods, and he makes a lot of gliders, cranks, like a lot of rig wood baits. And, yeah, rig boss baits. So I know rig a lot of guys baits. like those. Okay. Very sharp looking, nicely finished, like just yeah. a quality, quality bait. The first time I ever met him was actually in line at the, the max. He was bringing a few of his baits for somebody. Hmm. That was. Oh. But have we? Are, so are we going to get into this wish list or what? Oh What's yeah, We're yeah. We keep interrupting each other. <laughs> Come on, Ryan, what? lay it on us. I want to know what I'm coming you, after first. You really want me to go first? So I can- yeah, if Ryan goes first. first, he'll knock out like 80% of the lures everybody's looking at. So we'll all be so able to kick back. I decided that this year is not about me stockpiling baits. Okay. So yeah, okay. What, I, what I've decided to do is my first stop at Muskie Max. Now, assuming it's going to depend because if I'm on the inside, this might be a little different. Now, keep in mind, I just picked up my Leo order at the lore swap so that and my key, my keystone king order so that means nothing that's erased it's starting all fresh when musky uh, max comes my my first stop i'm just going to tell you guys this i'm going straight to evan's booth i want i want to get to evan's booth and uh there's the there's the big middle finger from senior swank Already i'm going fight. straight to evan's booth i have you are getting bowed my friend getting the elbow yeah. getting the flying <laughs> knee from yeah. donnie just um, expect another uh Line fight, Ryan. I, uh, you can have first dibs. I, I just have one bait in mind and it's a meatball. There's a particular color I'm after. And honestly, like if he, if he had a minor there, I would probably look at picking up a minor because I really want to run some bigger baits this year. So Evan's when I first him at the swap, it sounded like he was going to have some minors. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. And I, I, uh, we'll see, we'll see what colors, I mean, every color that Evan paints is a good color. I mean, it's just not Donnie and I will let you borrow our, our, uh, our sisterhood of the traveling miner. Donnie's holding up the existing bait. That's the bait that I'm after. So in case anybody was wondering, this is the color you're after. That's the color that's on my list. That's a very smart move. It's a top. Do you have my miner right now, Donnie? No, it's still in Tommy's boat. I, I don't I never took it out of his boat. I just run it every time I go with him. So from from Evan's booth, this this year at Muskie Max kind of turns into Ryan's not buying 50 Wileys type thing. Okay. I am mm-hmm. well, there's a reason that. for that. Because keep in mind I have a giant order in with Dale still, and that's gonna be ready in April. And that I have like 32 baits on that order. Holy hey, shit. Yeah, dude. What? I got real. <laughs> I went for it all. Okay. 32 baits. Jesus Christ. So I got 32 lures. <laughs> Those are insane. These are all um, insane. This is my future. Wait, orders. let's let's I don't I may not I might not own 32 musky baits. How many Wileys do you already own? Silence you, crickets. You really want me to tell you that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't going to get you in trouble. I don't want to get you in trouble with the wife. Listen, my wife knows everything. The bank account. He has an overseas right. account in Greece that he uses to handle this time of the year. So Ryan I, I pro- Reed is I the know. number one Credit Suisse customer. 
Okay, you know those big green Plano boxes I carry around with me? The big green ones? Yes, yeah, we do. yeah, I know them very yeah, well. We know them. I have, I by them more let's than just one. say I have one of those completely full right now, and I have nowhere to put my, my big Wiley order. Okay, <laughs> that's like fat bodies. That's kings. That's five and a halves. That's everything. Okay. That's I got, insane. I got about feet on no boat. Like huh? crazy it's amazing to me that Ryan Reed owns more trolling baits than I do, and he doesn't own a boat. I don't have a boat. And he like, has when I say more, more, I believe significantly more. If you sold every trolling bait you have right now, I bet you could afford down. Like it, you could take that money directly to a boat dealer and put a down payment on a boat. If you sold I every trolling bait you have, a little more than a down payment. He could buy the boat outright cash <laughs> with this, probably, if he sold every trolling bait he had. What can I say? It's and an he illness. couldn't troll any bait, so what's the point? That's Look, true. Dude, it makes me happy. Start I buy musculars. <laughs> this is I don't even go on vacations anymore. I just buy musculars. That sounds a little fun though. That sounds like something you'd like. Start tomorrow, sell every trolling bait you have, go no. buy the boat, and then you get to start fresh at Musky Max. You no, get to I've, go buy everything all over again. I sold all of my t- my shallow raiders, my my depth raiders, all the all the Booker stuff I sold and I went with with the bait makers that I'm going to talk about. So from Owen's booth or from Evan's booth, I'm going to go probably straight to Fat AZ because Vance has a Raptor that he's holding for me that I asked him, Todd and Andy to sign for me. So this year, instead of buying up a bunch of baits that I'm probably not going to fish. I'm literally going to buy one Raptor that's already that's signed. I'm going to buy one additional Leo lure and have Todd sign it. I'm going to buy one Wiley and have Dale sign it. And probably, you know, I'll probably talk to Evan and maybe Mark King because they're local guys too. Um, this year for me isn't about like stacking baits to, to fish this year. I just want to put some aside to hang because I want to do this like cool little like bait museum case thing uh, for my you- office. So. You got the sign Ziggy at the Ohio show, right? I did. That's what kind of started it. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking about doing this for a while. And then, you know, I figured with my Wiley order and me getting some of the colors of the Leos I wanted, I'm going to go straight for the, uh, the collector mode and just hang hang a couple of these baits. So that way I don't spend like, you know, a thousand bucks on just random stuff. I'll I'll just get one bait of each, you know, that I want, have them sign it and, and call it a max. I can't get over you bought 32 Wileys in one order. Man, my uh, my tackle box is so woefully inadequate. That's not true. Compared to no. compared to everyone else's. It's crazy Owen. to me. Oh, and you catch 50-inch fish on your baits. I catch I know, like thirty-twos. Like it, you're you are not woefully no. You are you are in a really good position to keep doing what you're doing because you're catching <laughs> giant fish. It's insane. 32 baits. <laughs> I don't think it's ever been it's insane. And, I'm, and I'm a fanatic. Oh, believe me, I've, I've become fanatic about things. Um, I don't know. Like, so Dale, I mean, Dale, is he going to be hanging it up soon or does he continue to see one and just keep building them forever? I'm pretty sure he's got like the greatest sales pitch in the world where everybody that comes to a shop, they're like, He's like, this is all the wood I got left. Uh, I'm never buying any more. And then everybody's like, oh, God, I better buy as many as I can. He, he went to the Dawn Senior School of selling musky baits. I think so. Let's just say if Dale was selling Blackstones, he could get it done. 
if Don Senior was selling Wileys, he could get it done too, though. Oh yeah. Because I I have a wish list, but man, it is very small in the you What's know in the grand. It, it? I I want to. I like what Mark King. I really want to get one of his Twitch baits if he has if he has them available. Did he say um, he was bringing those? I forget. I think he, he said, said he was going to have a a few right. a few. So that is actually one of the the places I might try to stop by on uh, on a Friday on Friday and talk to Mark ahead of time. But anyways, uh, aside from that, you know, I had such a good experience fishing the Raptors this past year. I plan on buying probably a handful of Raptors uh, in different like thirty two of them. Not thirty two of them. I, I I might buy you know a, a half dozen you know something like that. But I really, I really liked fishing those. I've never found a com- a confidence bait with a jerk bait, so I'm. I think if anything, that's kind of what I'm going to be stocking up on, because I'm already kind of loaded on. I got a bunch of perch baits from last year that I haven't run. I got Leos from years in the past that I haven't run. You know, I I got so much shit that I just haven't even had time to to actually fish. I want to get something. I want to get some things that I know I'm going to actually fish. <laughs> Tommy two Crocs is at it again here. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you should buy 32 Raptors. Just there are 33, just a one up Ryan. Yeah. The, the Raptors are but something you like that, them that much. I think, I think it on my lake, I think, I think they probably will actually have some some fairly good applicability with some of the deeper oh, yeah. the deeper weed, weed lines there. Yeah. So aside from that, um, I'm just kind of gonna walk around with cash in hand and and anything that that you know fancies that, that sparks my fancy, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it because that's what I like to do. I like to go around and just kind of see what what hits me, you know. Sometimes it's the it's what you didn't expect to buy that ends up being the you know the the bait that that works. So I don't know. I, I kind of go by the seat of my pants with these things. I find it so interesting that like half of us literally plan this out to a T, and then the other half is just like we're yeah, just show up, it. whatever. Yep. Show up, beer in hand. Let Jesus take the wheel. It. Wow. Well, I mean, it's like the way I look at it is I'm never going to buy. You can't buy everything. You know, you can't right. have everything. So there's no way I can have every single mojo. So I got to pick a couple of mojos. I already have Ryan a couple just looked of really mojos sad like, when you said that, you know, but it's I don't know. I guess I. I have also, also convinced myself, you know, I also like paint these baits and I realize that as I paint them, one bait is not necessarily going to and that's you know, be a magic bait. Even if you have every color, you're never going to fish every color. So it doesn't matter. Right. There's going to be ones that don't get used. And then you never, it's like unrealized potential, whatever. I like the idea of, of the, you know, of doing it more in the co- collector's fashion, like Ryan's talking, you know, in, you know, once you, once you have enough baits, you know, I can buy a handful of baits every year and be fine, you know, between what I make and, and, you know, having some crank baits and whatnot, 
I don't feel like I need to spend that kind of money, but if I want to, you know, I wouldn't mind doing it on collectors type stuff. I just, dude, it's just where I'm at, you know, and that's, that's the thing. Like I, I told you guys, like I probably have 50 Leos in that box or 50 uh, Wiley's in that box and my Leo box, I probably have close to close to that. I think I, I counted, I have t- right now I have 20, 24 mags and which I actually thought I had more but I did a recount and I have 29 mojos. So do the oh. math on that. That's, that's over 50 baits. Six or something. So, yeah. you know, like I was talking to Doug about this and really it does, it comes down to like the point of like, Ryan, you're just glutton. You're just like gluttonous when it right. comes to buy. And that's the thing. Like I, I, I talked myself into this, like the Wiley order was based on the premise that Dale was running out of wood. So I got sucked into that trap and that was a lifetime order for me. Like I talked to Deanna and I was like, listen, I need this money because this is my lifetime Wiley order. Like I'm not going to place another order with Dale like this ever again. You know, there'll be times like if he's at a show or if I'm at O'Donnell's and there's like a really rare color or whatever, but I got enough baits to fish. Like right now I just want to, Swink is laughing at me. Like this is so cool. Yeah, I don't know. You might need a couple more. You- while you were justifying your 32 bait Wiley order to Deanna, you still had the preface, but there's a possibility that there might, might be, be a more special color at O'Donnell's that oh, I can never know, up. dude. Come on. This is like my, anyway, it's like, but that's it though. Like, that's why I want to do the collector thing because I know I can keep myself a little bit more in check that way. And you have your bases covered already. You know what I mean? Like you've got everything like you at this point, if you're not moving on to collectors, you are being gluttonous. There, There is a point in time where you have to feel comfortable with what you're doing, right? Like the first f- six years of my musky life, like I have no idea what I'm I still don't know what I'm doing, but like I didn't have an idea. I was buying like I would go to every booth and buy like one bait. And then I would figure out that I had no idea to use this. Like now I'm comfortable in my own skin. Like I know I'm going to run Wiley's. I'm going to run Leo's. I'm going to run perch baits. I'm going to cast Raptors and they're all going to produce fish because now I know how to use them. So now to me, if I'm buying more baits, like it's going to be in those same vendors, just different colors. And like, if, if Todd comes out with like a Magna Magna Mojo, that's like 12 inches long. I might buy that at some point, but you know, it's just like, it's going to be a Leo because that's what I feel comfortable running. And that's what I catch fish on. So I've never run a Shoss meatball, but that is 100%. I want to get a couple of meatballs because you guys speak so highly of them. Um, and I think they probably work on my body, body of water, but I didn't mention that before, but that is on my list of things to buy in particular. I lo- I love the lot and he did a lot and, uh, yeah pattern that i saw i think it was on facebook um that definitely caught my eye and sometimes it's a particular color like that you know that green i love i love the lot and shadzillas you know that green and gold just really does something makes me tingle before i even knew evan like in that evan made baits i was fishing pie me one day I was bank fishing, just walking around the bank, and I saw like something floating. It looked like a bobber out in the lake. And after like quite a few more casts than I'd like to admit, like I eventually hooked a bait, put the hook right through the eyelet, brought it in. It wasn't a bobber, it was like a crankbait. And I'm looking at this thing, and there was a little ES written on it. 
And I'm like, I wonder who makes this bait. Like, I had no idea and all that. And I think I sent a picture of maybe Ryan or the group or something. And they're like, oh, yeah, dude, that's a Shaw's meatball. And like, I eventually, I, I we tracked down the owner of it, the original owner, too. And that was that was my introduction to Evan. I literally caught one of his lures floating around and pie me. It's funny because I was there the day that that lure was lost. Wow. Also the day that Cody Fye caught his personal best fish. And then he turned around and lost that same meatball. Go ahead, go ahead Donnie. Um, I just had a question for Tom here. Oh, yeah. How long were you casting at this bobber? <laughs> um, if you really thought it was a bobber, how much time did you spend trying to well, it was far. bobber? We're talking like a like a forty yard shot. Like it, that's all. My, I got shitty eyes, but it looked like a like a big orange bobber floating around out there. That's, this is why I'm asking how much time did you? Uh, uh, but yeah, spend trying to catch a bobber. I'd say a solid hour, probably just hucking at it. Because now was this by that? Was this before or after the duck incident? The duck. Oh, that was the same day. Actually, the duck <laughs> happened in the morning, and then I caught the meatball at night. Yeah. The duck that swooped down into my line, and then I had to sit there. I mean, I guess I could tell that real quick. It's not really related to the swap. Should I save it? Tell it, save it. You just you're committed. It. Let's go. I'm a, okay. Yeah. So, so we're standing there, casting away, and I, I'm casting my crankbait. Uh, I think it's called a merganser. It flew down, didn't run into my lure, it ran into my line, and got like tangled in the line and just smashed off the water. So I, I was able to bring it in. It didn't get snagged, but the line like wrapped around its foot and I kind of lassoed it and brought it into the bank. <clears throat> I found out it had like a gas station leader sticking out of its mouth. Like it already ate like someone's shit and had like a line hanging out of its throat. So I called the game commission and I sat there with this stupid merganser for like two and a half hours waiting for this guy in a van to show up and take the duck off me. And me, mind you, this is after it was slant. Like, I think I had already caught like two fish that morning and like an hour and a half casting. So it was like on fire. And I'm like, I just want to get back to fishing, but I have to sit there holding this duck, waiting for this like animal rehab guy to come get remember, it off me. I remember you texting me and I was just dying. I was there the day before you. The day before that, there was that real bad rainstorm. Uh-huh. And that was the day Cody and I caught his, he caught his, uh, I think it was a 45, but yeah. That's uh, I remember the duck story. Yeah. That's why I brought it Same up. Same day I caught the meatball, but so we're I want to I want to jump around here because we lost that one. Dad's not around to keep us in line. So Owen <laughs> went. Who's next, Donnie? What are you What are you looking for for show season? Well, I mean, it's been brought up a few times now, but uh, definitely my first stop was planning on seeing Evan as well at the Shaw's bait booth. You know. I haven't really run meatballs uh, really until this past season, which is kind of funny because I bought my first meatball from Evan probably three or four years ago at the Muskie Max, but it was just kind of like anything. I, I literally just bought one kind of like you were saying, Ryan, it was still when I was a little bit green and just kind of walking around and buying whatever I saw. And I never really ran it a whole lot. I just, just never, jumped right into my lineup and then uh, it wasn't until this year when I fished with Evan a couple times and I ended up getting a few more off him and he kind of gave me a rundown on what he's doing and how he's using them and we started fishing together a little bit and caught a bunch of fish on him one in particular that you guys know about but that's not the only one and uh, 
one that you guys haven't brought up though, because I'm going to Evan's booth, but I'm not necessarily in as big a hurry to get a meatball as I am a mini meatball because I only have two of those. And I can tell you that those things were killer for us in the spring. And uh, I'm pretty excited to get my hands on a few more of those, maybe in a couple different colors. So that's, that's my first stop. And then honestly, after that, I'm kind of going, I'm headed to the big rubber. Tom knows why. I think you guys all know why, but we got a trip planned with, uh, you know, Evan actually, and the genitalia expert himself, Mr. Mueller. <laughs> and, no uh, Tom safe. and I are all going to go hit the St. Lawrence this year. So I'm pretty excited to chuck some big rubber. And uh, I know I got pounders. Everyone knows I like to throw the pounders, but I'm planning on getting some more. And we've been hearing the rumors of the monster tubes, which I don't have many of those. So that's kind of probably where I'm going to head second, I would say, is to the Red October booth to get my hands on some big tubes. Another their spread's that, always sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I should add that on. That's there. a sweet place to stop. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll probably go to Evan's booth and I'll probably head straight to the uh, Red October booth and try and get outfitted for the St. Lawrence trip. And after that, I'm I'm in it for the seminars. I don't know really who all speaking and when, but once I get, I'm those looking. At, I'm dates, actually looking at the I'm looking at the schedule right now. It says the the guide speaker lineup is 10:30 a.m. on Saturday. Is Ken Trail from Rock On Charters. At 12:30 p.m., it'll be Spencer Berman from Spencer's Angling Adventures. At 2:30 p.m., none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Vance Vance Kalos and Fat AZ Musky Podcast uh, of of everything else. Then on Sunday, March 6th, it'll be uh, 12 o'clock. It'll be an Ask Us Anything Pro Guide panel moderated by Tony Grant of the Cave Run Musky Lodge. Donnie, kind of on your topic, I bet you those uh, the Red October guys would be good to to pick their brain about the St. Lawrence too. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm looking forward to getting over there and kind of talking to those guys and, and seeing yeah, they're what not, they recommend. And, and not too far picking, away up there. Yeah. Picking some things up to uh, just get ready for that particular trip because we'll, we were all kind of talking about it. I mean, at this point, most of us have the baits that we use regularly. You know, we're, Ryan's out looking for autographed baits now, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure what Nick's after, but you know, it's not like, it's not like I need anything. Hopefully my wife doesn't listen to this, but you know, it's, it's more specific to the trip or a a specific body of water or whatever that I'm really looking for. If I'm going to something like this and spending money now, uh, I am hoping to get some more big O's bucktails, but I'm thinking I shouldn't have to fight anyone at the door to get that since I know a guy, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be all right, Donnie. You'll be all right. You know what's funny about this? We're all thinking uh, we're going to meander over and hang out with Owen all day. We're, by the time we get there, he's going to be sold out. And we're going to be standing <laughs> yeah. there looking around like, what the heck just happened? Damn it, right? I sold all my bucktails at the he's squat be because sweating. I thought I was getting big old bro staff stuff. Now I got no bucktails. He's going to be pouring down sweat, just like soaking wet from just like all the interaction with people. We're going to be like, where'd all the freaking... Bucktails go. Tying tie t- bucktails on the spot. Yeah. Nick, well, I want to know what Nick, I want to yeah. know what Nick wants because yeah. Nick, Nick uh-huh. is my, 
Nick is the he's the finger on the pulse of the bait industry. Oh god. To my, you know, in my opinion, because he's not just local, he's got more, you know, more experience with with I guess talking to more of the the Canadian bait makers and just kind of I don't know. I feel like your your grasp on the musky bait history is very is very good, Nick. So I just uh, I always like to look at the like last year I was super pumped that Wiley had the big 11 inch kings. I think I bought all the ones that he had, which was only three, but um, for a good Canadian bait. And then I'll probably try try to get one of the DKs from the AZ booth. Yeah, so how's that going to work? Do you know? Like, I guess. Uh, I mean, do, like what are they going to have? Had a post. They're going to have like thirty on Saturday, that are a mix of uh, look like nine inch Subans and fifty finders. And then on Sunday, they're going to have like the Chautauqua specials with seven and a half inch, I think Subans that are matched with uh, Raptors. What's okay. up, Don? I'm just curious, like, what are the price points of a DK50 finder at, at a show? Because I only see them going on auction sites for like $500. Right. right. So, see, that's that's the tricky part is, uh, and I didn't look closely enough, like he makes ones that are through wire and he makes ones that are screw eye. And the screw eye ones are uh, w- quite a bit more affordable the through wire ones i think are like 150 or 160 bucks maybe somewhere in there somewhere i'm going to say somewhere between 130 and 160 and then the screw eye ones are quite a bit less like 75 to 110 or something like that that's i'm i'm shooting from the hip on those numbers okay and yeah, then I, the I honestly had no idea that's why I, I was just curious i mean i would love to get my hands on a dk50 yeah. finder i just haven't had the opportunity. The seven and a half are a little bit less expensive. How big is the is the fifty finder? Nine inches. Okay, but it's like an inch and a half wide or something like that. Huh. It's like a fat body. And then the Subans are the same profile, but they're a thinner uh, diameter. I have a Suban. Is that named after PK Suban? It is. And when I asked Dave about it, he said it's because he was a heck of a, a diver and taking a dive, I believe. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. All right. So so there's going to be DKs at the Fat AZ booth, both on Saturday and Sunday. Yep. And then the other right, one. What, el- what else are you looking for? that I hope is there, but I'm not sure if it will be. They are the Shoss Bait Company Meatloafs. Yes. Wow. Which are essentially kind of like a, a plow type uh, type size bait. A plow? Wait, the meatloaf is a plow size bait? Yeah, it's yep. it's huge. So did I ever tell you guys the story when I, I was out with Evan and Charlie couple falls ago he was he had a meat, he put a meatloaf out and i was reeling it in and when i pulled the bait into the boat we were coming past like a specific area on the lake where there was a dock with a bunch of people fishing and this little kid 
looked out at us. We were like, I don't know, 40, 50 yards off the dock, probably 30, 40 yards off the dock, whatever. Kid goes, daddy, look, they caught a fish. And I'm standing there holding this meat like on the back of the boat. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, geez. I, I did not realize the meatloaf was that big. Yeah, it's, it's I, big. I'd never seen one. And then Charlie and I fished on Chautauqua this summer. And he had his with him. And it actually got hit. Uh, but didn't hook up. But, yeah. It's a, it's a formidable bait. Is that all that you're looking for there, Nick? Um, I think so. I, the one other one that I'm excited to check out is the Urban Fly Company. I was talking to someone at the swap meet that had talked to, I believe it's Mark. Yeah, I was talking to, I've, um, who was it that we were talking to? But I guess he that. makes some flies that are like castable with like a, you know, like a light spinning setup stuff like that you wouldn't necessarily have to use fly gear like an ugly stick mm. precisely mm-hmm. Ooh, ryan reed i've heard nothing but good things about mark from urban fly company my one buddy fishes with them a fair bit uh they're both fly guys but uh I'm just excited to you know meet him. Check out his his lures look awesome. I follow him on Instagram. There works art really. So, uh, are there any new companies that are going to be there that we should be looking out for, or that we're excited for? That Urban Fly Company. It's his first time presenting. Um, I don't know if Pandemic Baits has been there before. Pandemic. I think this is base. their first year. Yeah, no, I think they were. They, have, er, they, were, there, they were there the yeah. last match. I'm they? pretty sure. That's uh I, think I remember them. Was that either that or toxic? What is the isn't there another crossbones. one? Crossbones. Yeah, was there was there. crossbones. That's what I'm thinking of. Never mind. I'm thinking of cro- the skull and crossbones. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know anything about space. pandemic baits. Yeah. I think both. Um, Owen and myself won a crossbone at the last lore swap. Yeah, we did in the raffle. I see uh River Wolf Lures is gonna be there as well. That's uh who makes Shadzilla's, right? I would say that's who no. they have a booth. That's Water Wolf. Water Wolf. Uh, oh, you're right. I just yeah. got real excited. So did yeah. I. I was about to change my whole game plan. I was not this other, I don't what is this other company? It out like Tom. I'm not sure. What is River Wolf make. Oh look, Nick's on know. it. Nick doesn't know already. Jeez. He doesn't know the whole line and every okay, color. Okay, Ryan Painter. Ryan Painter customs. Ryan Painter customs. Is that what? Okay, and... I knew. Okay, I knew. I knew that sounded familiar. Dude, he's Those a the rubber baits. Yeah, he's this is that gigantic catfish down south, right? Yeah, he's yeah. a super talented bait maker. I, I, we stayed at the same hotel. I didn't get the chance to talk to him, but I really wanted to. They were like leaving when we were leaving, uh, to get there on the second day, like Sunday. And I really like missed an opportunity to talk to him. I didn't even get a chance to talk to him at the show because it was like it on Sunday, usually it shuts down early. So I just ran out of time. But he, those baits are sweet, dude. They look awesome. It's on my list. You know what I I really like the look of is the B and N custom mm-hmm. baits. 
I see, I follow them on Instagram and man, there are like, they, they make baits that look, look good. And, and, and they, they have an impressive setup at, you know, they have a, they have a very impressive show set up if I remember correctly. So, you know, I, there's one get bait. A, get a 21 like the, inch deep threat. Mm-hmm. It was like the, the grub, the, the grubby slasher. I think I wanted to try. It was something, something like that. I don't know. I, the Grubbies are great casting baits. Those yeah. talons are sweet too. I know Dan has like a bunch of the talons. I really, I cannot believe those things are wooden. The price point on those baits are absolutely amazing. Like yeah. it wasn't yeah, that no, another company and that, that was bought by them or something. Or B and N, I believe, them? bought talons. Okay, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But yeah, there it's still all wooden. That was... Oh, go ahead, Owen. Go ahead. It's still all wooden baits. I mean, it's crazy. And they're little stuff. Little like shad baits are through wired. It's it's wild. That four point five inch. Yeah, it's. I forget what what exactly they call it, but yeah, man, that thing always looks looks good on Instagram. Yeah. Everything looks good on Instagram, guys. I can't believe Tom hasn't commented commented on the unhook R by Deep Creek Bait Company. Well, that's not our deep creek, I don't think, is it? I don't know. I just saw I don't believe I don't believe there's any relation to the the Garrett County. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't I don't think that's the same deep creek. Unhooker? So, Maybe I'm definitely going to I'll check it I'm out. Definitely, uh, I'm definitely I always spend a few bucks at uh at Steve Gold's trophy uh, time. Trophy time leaders. I always stock up on leaders and whatnot from him. So, that's definitely some place I'll be. Too. Well, yeah, I've, I've seen the things he's built. I've never, never fished one, but man, he really puts together some good, some nice looking baits and he, nice paint jobs. I like those utility guys that you can go to their booth and you can get like leaders, baits, like anything you want. They make well, a little it. bit of everything. He was yeah. selling. He was even selling the Restless Riders mm-hmm. uh, two years ago. He might even have Cajun spices at his booth. Who knows? Maybe mm. he's got it all. I've been known to make my own Cajun spice. He prides it. Owen prides himself in his. He, he puts the little stickers on his spice jars. He sounds, are you cooking sausages? I hope. <laughs> Tom, did you get a chance to go yet? We're like we're like two hours, an hour and forty. And no, I mean I don't really right. have anything. I don't have any like super exciting stuff. Like I use the show. Like the first thing I have is to like replace all the shit I lost last year, so I don't <laughs> feel as like guilty about myself. Like I lost like two fifty cows, like a couple other like a couple toads, and I like to like put them back in the box so I don't feel as stupid. So like for that's what you should get DKs to replace the 50 cals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I mean, it's, it's not even that I like the baits. Like I said, it's just a matter of like, I don't feel as like bad about like losing a bait. It's not that that bait caught any fish or that I like that bait. It's just that I lost that bait and I feel like an ass for losing it. And I won't feel better until I like put it back in my box. Like I think every lure that I'm replacing actually didn't catch a fish. I just I just want it back because I, I feel a, like I lost a sign, until I get that lure sign back. From the universe that you shouldn't have had it. Dude, Maybe we are such a motley crew. Like this is <laughs> this is insane. 
<laughs> I feel like I, I just all... like I can't. Oh, well, you like... want to talk about everyone having a different outlook on things? I mean, yeah. I think this is a good example of how five mm-hmm. people can approach things completely differently and still still spend a lot of money and 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 enjoy themselves and mm-hmm. you know and not catch muskies just the same there was one <laughs> recurring theme though that it sounded like the hunks are going to be brawling at evan's booth yeah yes yeah definitely going to be hitting evan's booth there and i'm going to be i might be fighting donnie for some pounders i know i had pounders on my list for our little gonna be trip. on my boat why the hell would you fight me for him I, I you know what? I'll let you buy them all. Just let me throw them at the Larry. I don't care. That works. <laughs> I know. I, just like, I'm just like give an ultra dog, an eighty dollar uh, yeah. ultra dog. Maybe. Anybody looking into any uh, particular hardware? You know, uh, yeah. reels, rods, anything? Because Crash's Landing always has twenty or twenty five percent off, and if you're gonna buy a reel, it's hard to buy tranks any other time during the year for 20 percent off i don't even think i should say how much i got that tranks for last year like i, I was told like not even to say the price like that's how good of a deal i got over there on a tranks. Yeah, I, mean, I was like i don't know if i want it mm-hmm. and he came back to me with a number and i'm like well jesus christ like i if i don't buy it that's like stupid like because you can't buy that you can't get that stuff on sale those no. don't go on sale unless so you have some gift cards gonna... stashed away or yeah if you're gonna make a big a big ticket purchase like that musky max isn't a bad time to do it i think i might buy yeah. a new rod i bought two i wish uh, i almost did a couple years ago bought a skix from uh crashes landing because they were cheap and you could actually get one that's a good shipping. time to, that's a good time to buy that stuff though like i was saying how i like i, I get my list all crazy and there's things i want to look at like you can't get a good feel for unless you've had like your buddy has that rod like there's no way for you to know what that rod feels like but at the show you know you can kind of bend them around whip them around like feel how heavy a net is like there's like those things that you kind of want to handle before you buy that's like a great time to do that that's what like like that skicks is like that like a narrower diameter kind of like the newer st croix's are they have that thin profile but still stiff just feels sweet. I know. Another thing I had on my list, I want to get two more holders because I know shipping sucks nowadays. And I mean, you buy holders from like AZ or like even like a net or even a rod, like you said, like shipping, you're going to get crushed unless you hit like a good sale, like a free shipping deal. And at the shows, so, you can walk right in, walk home with them. No shipping. Will, will Andy and Fat AZ have rod holders there? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Tons of rod holders. Okay. I'm in the market for a new down rod. I need like the rod itself. Yeah, just I, I got a I got an eight foot TDR or TRD whatever it is. TDR. And uh, I just uh, I don't know. Well, some of these bigger baits I want to try to run this year. I feel like I need something a little bit sturdier. So I might hit crashes and take a look and see what they have. They did have some stuff uh, at Ohio, and uh, honestly, I probably should have bought one there because they had a they had a pretty good selection, but. We'll see. We'll see what happens. That's why I, I bought like a couple tranks a few years ago at the, from crashes at the Ohio show. And then because I got a good deal on tranks, I bought those. So then I wandered over to the chaos booth and ended up buying a couple chaos rods to go with them. But you got to. <laughs> I don't I like those chaos rods. Uh, I yeah, like I'm those chaos fan. rods big time, especially with the uh the pistol, the real seat. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it's a revolution real seat. I think it's called, man, that, that made a huge difference. So I, I would definitely like to pick up another one of those. Well, I had a question in my thing for like my general like notes on tonight. Like we talked about everybody who's going to be there. Who would you like to see there? Who's not there? Cause I have like a couple people in mind. Like I've gone to the Ohio show and you know, the fender, even like going from Ohio to PA to New York defender list kind of varies drastically. So who would you like to see there? That's not there. Go ahead, Ryan, Mr. Reed. Team Rhino Outdoors, hands down. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah, going to say le- legend. Well, this is this funny is the same story about. As, it's the same. Uh, Max is the same weekend as I think the Milwaukee mm-hmm. Expo yeah. or something That's else that, that would make a lot more sense for Team Rhino to oh, be yeah. at. Well, oh, funny yeah, story sure. when I first got into muskie fishing and like I think like one of the first shows I went to, I emailed Jeff. And I was like, I heard you don't go to Muskie Max. Like, if you need help, I'll do anything you want. For, like, like I'll meet you there. I'll help you set up. Like, if you come, I'll help. Like, he never answered. <laughs> I got, yeah. Still I waiting on a reply to that one. You, you have same. that way about, you have a way about, about with people, Tom. Yeah, I do. Did he unfollow you, too? He never did to begin with. <laughs> Nick, I did like yours too. Brian Boyer being there would be cool. And I, I do remember when he was there because there was at one point uh, I bought those little legend squirts from, yeah. from Brian at the show. And uh, that would be kind of cool too. But I just think like one of those big like Thorn Brothers or, you know, like a Team Rhino. I think that would be kind of cool. Uh, Go ahead, Donnie. Diggy. That's who I'd like to see. Ziggy. Definitely would love to see Ziggy. Uh, comes to Ohio every year, but he—I don't. As far as I know, he's never been to the Muskie Max, at least not since I've been going. I don't think. If it—I mean, that's has, a St. Clair bait, right? I really knew who he was. Yeah, yeah his that's... baits are real big at St. Clair, but I've—I've yeah. I've been running them locally a little bit more. The last they don't work years. here. They don't work here, and they definitely don't work. It's a waste of time. But I still <laughs> would like to get more in case I go to St. Clair again. I don't know that he goes to any other shows other than Ohio, does he? Yeah, uh, and I don't think, uh, as far as I know, that that's – I mean, you can order some of his baits online, but I just think it would be cool to to have him here and get to really look at a spread that he has and, and uh, kind of pick and choose. But that would be my one. Yeah. I have Thorn. Thorn? For sure. Because I, I know when I went to the Ohio show, they had it set up in a way. I think I told you guys this. They had it like set up in a way that you had to walk through the Thorn Brothers booth to like get into the like the main room where all the vendors were set up. And at the time I got there, like Thorn had such a killer booth set up. I thought that like was the show. So I pretty much like blew my whole load at Thorn Brothers. And then like as I'm checking out, like I re- finally realized like this is Thorn Brothers and like not the Ohio Muskie show. And that there's like a whole other like airplane hangar. And I was like, ah, shit. Like, that's how good their display. I mean, they had everything you could imagine. So if they, uh, man, if they came to Muskie Max, it could be, could be dangerous. Thorn Brothers um, does put on a good spread. They're, they're like right at the front of the Ohio show. Yeah. Like, they had like 50% just, off yeah. or like some 20% off electronics or so like you could get like a helix for like deep discount, like ev- nets. I mean, I'm talking anything you wanted. They had, I was like, this is the best Muskie show ever. But wait, it's just a booth. Oh my god! <laughs> Owen, who would you who would you pick? Uh, you know what? I would really like to see Boyer as well. 
I mean, that's that's really the main one. I don't know all these guys like you guys do. I'm I'm I don't I don't necessarily have the history with with these bait makers. I'm trying to think if there's I don't know. I, I I'd like to see the musky candies guy. I mean, his baits are are I mean, I bought one from him this year, so I haven't run it yet. But man, it's a he makes a really, really impressive product. So and look and I, again another he's another guy that I follow on Instagram and the amount of different paint schemes that he puts out are insane. So just I mean, you could buy you could probably buy 10 of his baits and only scratch the surface of of the number of paint paint schemes and colorways that he has. So I would love to see the musky candies guy. And he's American too. So it's not, you know, it's yeah, I don't buffalo. it's not like he def- yeah, he's Buffalo. That actually made me think of of one more if I'm allowed to go twice. There's another one that just uh, popped in my head. He used to come, and, and I don't think he's come in recent years, uh, but you guys said he was still making baits is, is the Muscalunch guy. Uh, yep. I, I don't rem- recall his name, but... Uh, Dennis Johns? No. Yeah, Dennis. I believe that. No. No, Dennis, no. Dennis something. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. Dennis, but it's not BJ. It's, it, um, his last name is another... That's yeah, Dennis. Not everyone's a patriot. It's like two first names. It's got the two first names thing. But yeah, I, beautiful baits. I bought a few. Yeah, I, I bought a few baits from him. You know, years ago at one of the shows, and and uh, I've caught fish on them. And then you know, I, I but I've never really known how to acquire more. I have a handful of them, but that's that's all I got. What does he make? Like uh, how how many different baits? The truth be told, I don't even know. Like all I really have are, are a certain model. I'm sure I have them. It's like a six inch or a five inch kind of straight model type, shallow running kind of wily killer style bait or lope style bait. And then uh, I have a couple, and yeah, a straight model like that, and then a couple like jointed models. See, okay. I don't even have one here. Man, I thought for and sure. And is he a local um, guy yeah. or is he Ohio yeah, or what? Like, I think he was from like Erie, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Nick, yep. isn't he? Like this yes. is this is one that has been pretty good for me. This that looks like a resin bait. I think there would. No, yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah, it's wood. wood. There wood. There hmm. definitely would. I was amazed Owen didn't. One. I thought Owen was going to say water wolf for the people he wanted to see there. For oh, sure, I was waiting on it. You know, that's that's Canadian. So uh, to have those guys come down here. But yeah. Oh, dude, I would love to have have that guy come down, man. That's well, like you guys could. always say it's not that far away. It isn't. It's not it that isn't. far away. We'll just come down. The bridge. I feel like we need an over under on uh, Owen's booth because I feel like Owen's going to sell a lot more baits than than he's thinking he is i think owen's gonna sell out this year and i feel like i'll probably end up buying like 10 spinner baits just because i just <laughs> i just need spinner baits i only have I a need couple double tens for the larry owen make sure oh, you're making I, double tens I, I will i am making double tens um again i i don't i don't want to like make a ton of everything but i'm gonna have probably two of everything and you know whoever gets it gets it so I'll have double tens on everything oh, and I'll have man. nines. I'll have a nine, eight. I'll have an eight. And then we'll, we'll see. We'll see what kind of elbows get thrown. 
Are no you gonna have prices? At the Figo's booth. Are no you gonna have? Barred. Are you gonna have prices on the booth? Or are you winging it? Uh, yeah, I am going. I haven't set them yet. I haven't decided. Dude, this paint, the whole painting thing, just is such. The painting the blades is such a pain in the ass, and it adds so much work. I mean, I could, I could make. I can make these spinner baits and, and bucktails so much easier without painting blades, but I'm putting a lot of effort into the painting of the blades. I'm, I'm trying to see if this is worth it. And, you know, we'll, we'll see if guys like it, because if, if it, if, if, if it doesn't, you know, if it doesn't enhance the product at all, it's not going to catch more fish. We all know that, you know, but is it, is it, is, are the paint jobs are the, are, you know, the colorways, is that going to make guys want to fish this stuff? Then that's then that would matter to me, you know, because that'll get the baits in the water. So we'll see what guys buy this year, and then next year I'll I'll adjust accordingly. Well, if nobody else buys them, we'll all buy you out. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I appreciate that, guys. <laughs> and guess what? We'll throw them and catch fish on them. I had that. Ryan will talk to D one more time. Yeah, I uh, I had one really good opportunity that I blew on a specific body of water with that spinnerbait this past fall, and I'm a little keep, angry. About believe it. me, keep throwing them. You're gonna catch fish on them. Yeah, All you gotta do one. is start setting the hook, Ryan. You're halfway yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. So we so we uh have we covered everyone's musky max w- wants and wishes and dreams. I just wish we all get so. along. Me too. Just, that too. Take a just hard kidding. Look. I'm knocking Ryan Reed out on the way to the Shaw's freaking meatball booth like it's UFC. <laughs> not, I'm not slamming if I, him into the wall like it's not a Not if I match. Tanya Harding you first. I'm going to let Piper in the parking lot. I'm smashing a beer bottle over his head on the way in. <laughs> I do want to yeah. see like, uh, you know, tables, ladders, and chairs match but uh cage not match. involving any of yeah us. cage match yeah. uh tom and i are going to be basically passed out on the floor somewhere just covered in broken things and somehow broken super shad parts oh, from i i thought you were going to say just in a pile of empty white claws yeah. that too <laughs> no, no 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 i don't drink that fancy stuff pinkies out no i only put the I'll pinky out when the- i hold a trout I'll be in the parking lot smoking them wacky cigarettes and I'll walk in smiling ear to ear three hours after it starts buy my red October tubes and be on my way. There you go. There you go. Well, it's fun. It's fun talking about Max. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm pumped. Uh, I'm excited. I got to get I'll back to, to work. I'll have to do Quick more digging receive. on what, what, uh, what I'll actually get. I got, I got list out the wazoo right now. I'm telling you guys, I got, I haven't really looked too I got, hard yet fishing once list i got my musky max list i got my fishing purchases list what i don't which i don't want to share with anybody i'm keeping track of everything i've bought fishing related this year so far oh boy bad idea i have have that's terrible that's delete delete you do not want a paper trail of that i try to make all those purchases in cash just for that reason (laughs) (laughs) no one can come back and prove anything all right boys all right, guys. Is that it. Ready to cut yeah. it? Uh, cut, put an end to this one here tonight. Let's do it. <laughs> Have a good night. Good and night. fun. Can't wait. See you at the max, boys. See you All at right. the max. Get max. Peace. I had to shake him on my last case. Big O don't play. Big o don't play.